It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. What do the teams you root for, your music playlists, and your podcast feeds all have in common? Spoiler alert, they're a reflection of you. And that's what the State Farm Personal Price Plan has in common, too. It gives you options to help personalize your coverage so that you can protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you, so you can see more of yourself in everything you love. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state, options selected by customer, availability, and eligibility may vary. What is up, guys, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Uh... I'm really sorry, guys. I I just want to start by saying that. I am really sorry that you guys have had to endure this type of season as the the snowball just continues to grow and grow, as, as it were, as the losing streak has now reached unlucky, I guess you could say, seven. I, I I just can't even fathom it. I'm I'm just so amazed that it has gotten this bad. Seven consecutive losses for the Carolina Panthers as they lose their final home game of 2018 to the Atlanta Falcons, 24 to 10. Panthers are now six and nine on the season, and this loss, I mean, we figured for all intents and purposes that they weren't going to make the playoffs, but this loss officially eliminated the Panthers from playoff contention. Uh, In fact, they are now not even in second place anymore in the division. That is now the Falcons, as they are also six and nine. Falcons, of course... have the tiebreaker as that is the season sweep now for the for the Falcons over the Panthers as the Panthers now sitting still with just one win 
in the division. They're now 1-4 against the NFC South with one more game next week against the Saints. In, in a way, it's almost like it's good now that the season is coming to an end because the misery can finally end at this point. What was a promising first half turned into a nightmare second half. It all comes to an end by this time next week. Uh, one game left against the Saints. Now, if there's any consolation, maybe the Saints rest their starters and maybe the, the Panthers can steal this one. Um, I don't know at this point. I don't even know if this team can beat the Saints backups. Uh, but the Saints, of course, locked up the number one seed in the NFC by beating the Steelers yesterday. 31 to 28 to move to 13 and 2. So they are the number one seed. The road to Super Bowl 53 runs through New Orleans. So the road to Mercedes Benz runs through Mercedes Benz in a way. Uh, and just, of course, one Mer you got to get through Mercedes Benz in New Orleans before you get to Mercedes Benz in Atlanta. But uh, Carolina. Again, the nightmare is almost almost over. And, you know, I, I never really thought there was a chance that it, it would get this bad. And, you know, speaking of the Steelers, who would have thought that that thumping by the Steelers on that Thursday night back in Week 10, who would have thought that that ended up being the start that, that was the snowball starting to roll downhill. And, and that that effectively was the beginning, really, of the end of the Panthers' 2018 season. I mean, they just never recovered from that butt-whooping. They, they never did. I mean, it, it, it's amazing, you know. It, it's still, and it's still kind of funny to, to think that the last time that I was on the Locked On NFL podcast with Matt Williamson. That was the last time the Carolina Panthers won a game. And that was after the Week 9 win over the Buccaneers. Who, who would have thought that that, so far, has been the last time that the Panthers have won a game and may be the last time they win a game in 2018? I mean, it is entirely possible that this team will go from 6-2... and two to six and ten. Now the upside to that is they're going to end up with a good draft pick. In fact, right now, if I'm doing the tiebreakers correctly, I believe the Panthers are now in the top ten of the draft. I believe they are now holding the number ten pick in the draft, as they are now in a three-way tie for the moment with the Falcons and the Bengals. At 6-9, the Panthers and Falcons actually have the same strength of schedule. And both of them are an easier schedule than that of the Bengals. So I believe then, if you have a tie between division opponents, I believe the next tiebreaker is the worst division record, which the Panthers have at 1-4, whereas the Falcons are three and two in the division. So if if I'm doing that correctly, and I believe I am, 
That right now would give the Panthers the current, currently at the moment, the 10th pick in the draft. Now they could still drop to 11th after tonight because the Broncos play the Raiders. The Broncos are six and eight and have an easier schedule than the than the Panthers at the moment. So they could still drop outside the top ten. But I believe at the moment the Panthers are sitting with the tenth pick in the draft, and they actually have an easier schedule than a couple of the teams right of in front of them in the draft order as well, all the five and ten teams. Uh, the Lions, the Buccaneers, the Bills, the Giants, and the Jaguars. So they could still move up. They can actually, in fact, I just saw a tweet earlier this morning that gave a range of the top teams in the draft and a range of where they can finish in the draft. And I believe the Panthers' range was anywhere from 6 to 16, you know, and looking at the draft, it makes sense because they can they can finish six and ten, and theoretically, all the five and ten teams above them can win, and the Panthers would actually be ahead of all of them in terms of the strength of schedule. So they can so they actually can jump up all the way to the sixth pick. Now, again, the, the the odds of that happening are pretty slim. Again, you, you, you'd be looking for wins by the Lions, the Buccaneers, the Bills, the Giants, and the Jaguars. And I, I don't think you're going to get it. The Jaguars are playing the Texans. They're still trying to beat, beat the Texans. Um, but, you know, spots where I think th they could get a win. Giants could beat the Cowboys at home. I the Cowboys will probably rest their starters because they're locked into the fourth seed now in the playoffs. So it's possible New York gets a win. Um, Buffalo's playing Miami in a meaningless game at home. So there's a shot there. Uh, Tampa Bay against Atlanta is possible. Um, you know, Maybe Detroit against the Packers, although probably not because the Lions offense kind of sucks right now. Um, so I would say they could probably get as high as maybe eight in the draft. But the odds, <coughs> excuse me, the odds do look pretty decent at this point that the Panthers, the Panthers are going to end up with a top 10 pick. Um, I, because I'll say it right now, I, th I think they lose to the Saints. And so if they do, that should just about ensure a, Probably 11th at worst, depending on what the Broncos do tonight. But I, th I think the Broncos win. So I think there's a very good possibility. I don't know if I should say very I, I should hedge my bets a little bit. But I'd say there's a good chance that the Panthers now are going to end up with a top 10 pick in the draft at 6-10. and 10. Um, And as far as what they can do in the draft... Um, you know, they, they could definitely go a number of ways. You know, uh, I don't know if, you know, and, and I'll have to look into it more. You know, I, I am a fan of a couple of the offensive linemen. You know, one guy I've always been talking up is Dalton Reisner. I don't think I would take him with a top 10 pick, though, because he is a right tackle. Um, and I don't know if you're really, you know, he, he might be there later in the draft. 
you know, later in the first round, early second round. Um, as, as far as with that top 10 pick, you know, maybe you, uh, maybe you look for some, something in the secondary, maybe you look for something on, on defense. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways you, you could really pluck anybody in there. I think there's improvements that could be needed all across the board, you know, and it, it really, you know, it'll be interesting to go back and look and kind of, um, really dissect what what the possibilities are, and you know, obviously, who, who's going to be available as well, and you know what the possibilities are as far as the teams ahead of them. But uh, it it should be interesting, and again, have, having a high pick is is definitely going to help. You know, and like I've said before, I'm excited to get down to the Senior Bowl in a. In a few, it's hard to believe it's only a few weeks away already that I'll be down in Mobile getting a getting a for, getting a real good look at a lot of these prospects. But um, you know, as as far as 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 far as the game is concerned, and of course, you know, quick shout out to the, some of our buddies over at my bookie. Again, go. Ch- we've been talking up my bookie all season long they've been great to us again go sign up because you still got one week left in the regular season i uh, still have a chance to go in and pick a couple games and parlay your bets and uh make a little make a little uh, post christmas money and you know so that'll definitely help so again uh locked on is the promo code they'll give you a 50 deposit bonus That'll get you, again, a little bit of a start right after Christmas and a possibly a good way to start 2019. So my bookie, go check them out. And, of course, Action Heat, uh, locked on locked on promo code at the checkout or actionheat.com slash locked on. Saves you 20% off your entire order. And of course, Action Heat has all kinds of clothing like uh, base layers, shirts, jackets, all kinds of stuff. You name it, they have it. Um, and it just provides you so much heat, uh, especially nowadays, you know, especially here up north. Uh, it just got a little bit of snow. So uh, up here or, you know, anybody that you know that works outdoors, this is a, a, a perfect gift for them. So again, actionheat.com slash locked on or use the promo code locked on at the checkout to save 20%. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover limitations apply see terms at discover.com slash credit card uh, but as far as the game itself yeah i mean at, at this point how much is there really to talk about you know in, injuries have obviously changed the face of this franchise we saw or at, le- at least at the end of the season you know we saw taylor heineke get the start and then he got banged up for a little bit and we saw kyle allen for a little bit in the second quarter before Heineke came in at about the two minute warning. And, 
I mean, Heineke was okay, but threw a couple costly interceptions down in the red zone that killed a couple scoring drives. Uh, the secondary gave up a couple big plays, including the first play of the second half, that 75-yard touchdown to Calvin Ridley. So really, it was just kind of a, you know, not not really much to talk about. Just an ugly game overall for the Panthers, except for one particular person. That, of course, was the constant stalwart of this Panthers team, and that being Christian McCaffrey. 101 rushing yards on 21 carries, 77 yards on 12 catches, as he just just continues to just continues to make history really in fact i, be, I believe you know because he, he had now he has a thousand yards receive or thousand yards rushing and a hundred a hundred receptions as he also has so he becomes the third running back in league history with 1,000 rushing yards and 100 receptions in a season. The only other running backs to do that were LaDainian Tomlinson and Matt Forte. He's now at 1,080 rushing yards and 845 receiving yards. So if he somehow gets 155 receiving yards next week against the Saints, he'll become just the third player to have 1,000 yards rushing and 1,000 yards receiving he also is in the record books with 106 receptions this season. That is the most ever in a single season by a running back. And ironically, the record that he broke was his father's, Ed McCaffrey's. So that is, uh, talk about a little uh, Christmas dinner talk there. Christian Breaking his father's record, but uh, so I mean, obviously, major congrats to Christian McCaffrey. Again, he's just been the the one constant this entire season for all the ups and downs over these first 16 weeks of the season. He has been the one constant. Uh, so again, third, just the third player ever with a thousand rushing yards and a hundred receptions in a season, and he now has the NFL single-season record for receptions by a running back with 106 receptions. So if you had him on your fantasy team, uh, major, major props to you. Uh, if you had Zach Ertz and Christian McCaffrey, then you're really uh, in, in the driver's seat because that would have meant you've had two players now that have both set single-season reception or single season records for receptions by a player at that position as Zach Kurtz also did the same thing for the Eagles, setting a record for most receptions in a season by a tight end. And this this is all still with one week left in the season, so those guys are going to be able to pad those stats a little bit, uh, especially the Eagles still with a chance to make the playoffs. The Panthers at this point are playing for pride, so... Again, major props to Christian McCaffrey on just a fantastic season. 
Um, you know, look at look at the numbers. Taylor Heineke, 33 of 53. Uh, never, never a good sign when the quarterback like Heineke has to throw it 53 times. And sure enough, 274 yards, only one touchdown, three interceptions. Again, including a couple killer ones in the red zone that really hurt the Panthers' chances of winning this game. And then Kyle Allen was in for that short time, 4-4, 38 yards. And then McCaffrey really did it all in the running game, 101 yards. Heineke did rush for 33 yards on three carries. And then Cameron Artis Payne had to carry for seven yards. McCaffrey leading the way in receiving as well with 77 yards on 12 catches, followed by Jairus Wright, seven catches, 69 yards. Ian Thomas, four catches, 48 yards, and his first career touchdown. Um, Thomas is a guy that we've talked up all season long. He's a guy that we raved about a little bit here, especially after Greg Olson went down, knowing that uh, he had a chance to kind of step in. He, he was certainly you know very up and down over the last couple of weeks since Olson went down, but nice to see Thomas finally find the end zone. And again, it, that's just another piece of that of of the future puzzle that gives you a little bit of hope, or you know, gives you that feeling that the future is still pretty bright in Carolina. This was just one of those times where, you know, the wheels just completely fell off, and you know, but 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 they'll bounce back. Um, you know, when Newton gets healthy and they. Sure up that offensive line a little bit. Uh, the, this team will be back. I, I think this team will be back in 2019. Uh, it's pretty much already been announced that Ron Rivera will return in 2019, and you know I think that's the right move too. You know, you it'd be too much of a panic move, I think, if you're going to fire Rivera now. Like, yeah, the season obviously really got away from you in a way that you hoped it didn't, but. Um, I don't think it's time to pull the plug. You know, the, the bottom line is this team still had made the playoffs four of the previous five seasons. So he, even if you count this season, four playoffs in the last six seasons, still a pretty good track record. You know, so still kind of early, I think. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there are changes on the rest of the coaching staff. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there is a new defensive coordinator in place. Um, and you know possibly other coaches on the defensive side of the ball. I don't think you necessarily have to make too many changes on the offensive side of the ball. Obviously, North Turner proved to be a very good hire for this offense, but I think changes are definitely needed on the defensive side of the ball. And I would uh, I would expect that to happen. Maybe not right after the season, but you know in due time, I would expect those changes. Uh, and then the rest of the way, Curtis Samuel, seven catches, 41 yards. Devin Funches had two ca- two catches for 23 yards. Was only targeted four times, though, uh, as he kind of has gotten quiet over the last couple weeks. DJ Moore, two catches, 19 yards. Torrey Smith had a catch for 19. Artis Payne had a catch for 13. And Kenyon Barner, one catch, three yards. And on defense, you know, Luke Keekley just continues to play to be Luke six cat tackles. Uh, we also saw uh, Jermaine Carter get the start as well today with the in 
with Shaq Thompson being placed on IR, um, but you know didn't record a tackle, so he was he was pretty quiet in his in his first career starters. Really more Keekley and Thomas Davis, but you know nice to see Carter get some reps. Uh, he's at the very least a serviceable backup. You know maybe he works his way into that strong side role after uh, Thomas Davis, you know, if Thomas Davis moves on. There's still a chance that Davis returns next season, but at least Carter now getting some reps, you know, getting that little bit of experience. So, you know, that that was a big plus. Um, but, I mean, overall, the, the defense just was pretty down. The secondary, of course, had those couple of breakdowns on those big plays. You know, so that's certainly something you got to take care of. You know, you definitely got to get younger on the secondary. You know, Mike Adams isn't going to be there forever. So you got to start thinking about replacing him. You know, is Eric Reed going to be back next season? That, that's going to be a question. So safety, safety once again is going to be uh, a bit of a need going to the offseason. You do have Rashawn Galden, but... Who's going to be next to him? You know, again, is Eric Reed going to come back, or are you going to have to find somebody new? So, I think that's something you're you're looking at in the off season. Again, I think you're probably looking maybe some uh, defensive tackles, possibly. You know, Dontari Poe probably not going to be back. Uh, so you're looking at a little bit of depth behind them especially after he just lost Kendrick Norton. Uh, he, he was a guy that I was kind of hope I was kind of banking on a little bit as some depth pieces going forward, you know, stashed him on the practice squad. But of course he was plucked away by the Miami Dolphins last week. So that stings a little bit. So I think defensive tackle depth is something you're going to look at in the off season. Uh, and then again, off offensive line, I think you really have to look at, this offseason as that really was the unit that really fell apart the most, especially in the second half of the season. So you've got to find somebody. It, it, it turned out that the end, it started that they seemed to have plugged in the hole for Andrew Norwell pretty well. But then that, but as it turned out, um, a bandaid only sticks on for so long before it finally wears off. And that bandaid wore off in the second half of the season. You've got to find some kind of glue this offseason, whether it's in free agency or the draft. You've got to find some glue now to plug in those holes. No more Band-Aids, no more tape, whatever. It's got to be some kind of glue. Whether it's Elmer glue, Elmer's glue or super glue, got to find something. But uh, so those are really, and you know, certainly as the offseason wears on, we'll look at uh, contract situations, and we'll look at some potential free agents, and we'll hopefully talk to some people, get some uh, other input as far as where the Panthers can go. But again, the good news is at least the Panthers are looking at a good draft pick. You know, again, if I'm doing the the tiebreakers right, they are looking at a top ten pick in the draft, which is again pretty amazing. And you know, I, I just saw a tweet. Kind of scrolling through. Who said it? Where, where was it from? Uh, I forget who just forget who said it, but they were 
absolutely right in saying, you know, at six and two, there it is, Scott Fowler, at six and two, a top ten pick for the Panthers would have been hard to fathom, and, he, and he's absolutely right. No one in their mind would have thought that the Panthers would go from six and two to potentially a top ten pick in the draft. But hey, last time they had the top ten pick, uh, it worked out pretty well. Actually, last two times I should say, last two times they've had a top ten pick, it's worked out pretty well. So you know, recent history bodes pretty well for the Panthers having this high of a pick. Uh, but nonetheless, like I said, the nightmare is almost over. There's just one game left in the regular season. It is Sunday afternoon. It'll be a 1 o'clock start as the game is basically meaningless. So they're given it the 1 o'clock, 1 o'clock treatment because, of course, Week 17, the NFL fixes up the schedule so that a lot of the top games with playoff implications are on the uh, – in the same time frame. So if you guys are following the week 17 schedule and, and the playoff picture, we'll run through that real quick for you guys. So the one o'clock wave again is a bunch of your, well, a couple of your meaningless games, but there are some with playoff implications. So Carolina at new Orleans, one o'clock and the game again, that's now meaningless for both teams. Saints have locked up the number one seed. Panthers are just trying to salvage the end of this season. The Jets at the Patriots. A uh, little bit of intrigue on both sides. Patriots, of course, have clinched the AFC East, are back in the number two seed, and can get the number one seed if they win and the Chiefs lose. The Jets still have an outside shot at the number one pick in the draft. They're one of the they're one of four teams that are still in play for the number one pick in the draft. So there's a little bit of intrigue in that one. Uh, the Jaguars at the Texans. Jaguars, of course, they're another team that are just ready for this season to be over after they became a huge disappointment as well. The Texans uh, still trying to clinch the division. They have not done so yet. They can win the division if they beat the Jaguars. They have clinched the playoff spot, but they have to win if they want to clinch the division because if they lose then the Colts Titans game then becomes for the division we'll get into that a bit Miami at Buffalo two teams just playing for pride playing out the season Dallas at the Giants another meaningless game Dallas has clinched the NFC East and is locked up they they are locked into the number four seed in the playoffs probably going to play Seattle on wildcard weekend Giants trying to salvage one here at the end and you know try to try to at least get the six wins and beat the Cowboys to end the season. Atlanta at Tampa Bay. Um second place possibly on the line in this game. You know, you could end up with a three-way tie. In fact, let's let's say Atlanta, let's say Tampa wins and New Orleans beats Carolina. Well, Atlanta would actually still end up in second place, but it could possibly put Carolina in last, which, by the way, real quick, um, where the Panthers finish, too, in the division, obviously is going to have an effect on 2019 because that, of course, affects 
who the Panthers will play next season. We know they're going to play the NFC West, all four of those teams. It's just a matter of where they finish determines what teams from the other two divisions they'll play. Right now they're in third place, which means they'd be playing Green Bay and Washington in 2019. If they are able to get to second place, that would mean Philadelphia and Minnesota are on the schedule for next season. If they somehow drop to last place in the division, then that would mean Detroit and the Giants are on the schedule. So that's also kind of, you know, what's at stake, quote-unquote, as, as far as these games are concerned. Just a matter of those two spare games for 2019. Uh, but uh, the rest of the schedule then... Uh, Detroit at Green Bay, and that's that's your 1 o'clock wave. Then the 425 game is where a lot of the playoff implications come in. Philadelphia at Washington. Washington, of course, is out. Philadelphia is the only team now currently outside the NFC playoff picture that can still get in. They need a win and a loss by the Vikings at home against the Bears. That would put the Eagles in as the sixth seed. Otherwise, the Vikings get that final spot. So that's pretty, you know, so it's it's interesting there. The Vikings and Eagles, of course, last year played for a spot in the Super Bowl. This year, it's down to those two teams for the final spot in the NFC. Chargers at the Broncos. Chargers can still get the number one seed, actually. If they win and the Chiefs lose, Chargers will win the AFC West and would still win the would still get the number 1 seed in the AFC otherwise they'll be the 5 seed again Chargers are at the Broncos Chiefs are home against the Raiders uh the Bears also still in play for the number 2 seed in the NFC they need a win and a loss by the Rams who are home against the 49ers and then the two games in the AFC North the Ravens hosting the Browns, the Steelers hosting the Bengals. Ravens are now in control of the AFC North. Who would have thought that after these last couple weeks? But if the Ravens beat the Browns, they win the AFC North. The Steelers need a win and a Ravens loss to clinch the AFC North. Uh, the Seahawks, and then the Seahawks are home against the Cardinals. Seahawks can lock up the number five seed with a win. They're in the playoffs no matter what. They clinched the spot last night against the Chiefs. Cardinals, if they lose, they will then officially be on the clock with the number one pick in the draft. And then the Sunday night game, as there will be a Sunday night game this year. Remember, last year there was none because there was no game that was guaranteed to have any sort of playoff drama. But this year, the NFL gets the Colts against the Titans, where the winner is in, the loser is out. So it's basically a playoff. The playoffs basically start early there. The NFL gets what they want, and that's basically a playoff game in, as game 256. And I mentioned earlier about the Texans. If they lose, this game then has more meaning because then if the Texans lose to the Jaguars, then the Colts-Titans game on Sunday night then becomes for the AFC South Championship. As then, the winner would be tied with the Texans at 10-6, and, 
and they would win the division on division record as the Texans split the regular season with both the Colts and the Titans. Uh, so the winner of this game would then be 4-2 and two in the division, whereas the Texans would be 3-3 three and three if they lose to the Jaguars. But either way, it is a playoff game as the Colts-Titans winner makes it to the playoffs as at least the sixth seed and possibly as high as the three seed. But the winner there is in the playoffs. The loser is out. If there's a tie, here, here's the bit of intrigue. If this game somehow ends in a tie and the Steelers beat the Bengals, the Steelers get that final playoff spot, assuming the Ravens win. If the Ravens win, beat the Browns, the Steelers beat the Bengals, and then the Colts-Titans game ends in a tie, the Colts and the Titans are both out, and the Steelers get the sixth seed. So a lot of... A lot of interest there, but that's your Week 17 schedule, and that is your playoff implications and a little bit of the draft implications. And with that, we will wrap it up here for Week 16 of the NFL season. It's hard to believe there's only one week left. I'm hoping to get the crossover in this week with Ross uh, to preview the, the final crossover, as unfortunately now there will not be a playoff crossover, but... Uh, so this will be it for the crossovers week 17. Hopefully we get it in with Ross. Uh, but other than that, I want to wish all you guys a very Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Um, enjoy with your loved ones. By the way, my, my birthday is also tomorrow too. So I'll be, I'll be celebrating that as well. Uh, but Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you all. And hopefully we'll be back Wednesday with the crossover edition with Ross of Locked On Saints. So until next time, take care, my friends. Have a good one. Enjoy dinner. Enjoy unwrapping all your presents. Hope you guys get everything you want. And we'll see you right back here next time on L.O.P. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.